Welcome to another episode of the QB List Fantasy Football Podcast. We have made it to week 12 of the fantasy football season, and I'm joined once again by Mario Adamo. I was a little shocked that he was going to make it back this week after he the Eagles lost on Monday Night Football at the game oh. he was at. I thought he wouldn't want to show his face <laughs> once again, but Seriously. then again, I'm a Steelers fan talking about showing my face, so uh, I shouldn't really be saying too much. So, Mario, how was your little break? I'm glad to have you back. Oh, happy to be back. And I will just add, so I go every year to an Eagles game. And luckily, they've mostly won, especially for home games. They've lost some away games or whatever. But the two home games I've seen them lose was this past one, this Monday Night Football. And then they also lost to Washington. It was Chip Kelly's last game. So I got to see his last game before he got fired. But the moral is, I've gone to see them play Washington twice. I've seen them lose twice. So like, I'm starting to put it together. I'm definitely crossing off that game for next year's visit. This is like me when I go to, uh, like I said, I'm a Steelers fan. My best mm. friend from college is an Eagles fan. So the past two times they've played in Philly, we've gone to the games once when we were in college, oh. once this past year. And we've gotten blown out both times. So I might oh. stop making that trip with him. So, uh, you know, just so, choose a different game. Yeah, maybe you check out the preseason one. So it's like, yeah, right, who cares? That's good. That's good, yeah. So uh, first off, I'll be the first to wish everyone here a happy Thanksgiving. You know, as a reminder, also, there are three Thursday games, so make sure you have your lineups and waiver wires set. Going into this fairly early because there are three games on Thursday. And also, the good news for us doing a waiver wire show, there are no buys this week. So we don't have to worry too much about, you know, priority as for replacements. However, you may have some tough drop decisions with nobody on buy to make that excuse for dropping. So we'll dive mm-hmm. into that a little bit, some of the names. But before we get into the player analysis, you're at Thanksgiving dinner. Everything's on the table as like a wave wire priority. What is your number one priority on Thanksgiving? Number one, I'll even say this is like before turkey. It's a stuffing. Like, I don't know yeah. what it is. I feel like stuffing, you only have it this like one time a year. At least I only do. Maybe the same with turkey. But like I can go to a deli counter and get turkey for just good quality stuffing. That's the first thing. I'm just carbo loading right out the gate. <laughs> yep, I'm, with, I'm right with you. It's that and the mashed potatoes. You throw the two sides up there. I'm good with turkey. Turkey's good, but... If I had to just pick a play, I could do just a whole play of turkey and stuffing if I really wanted to. Or not turkey, mashed potatoes and stuffing if I wanted to, and I'd be happy. So That's it. Yeah. Just the thing um, smothered in gravy. I'm starting to put it together. Maybe I just love gravy. Maybe that's the real one-of-one. <laughs> that very much could be. Very much could be. But it's a, an exciting time of year and day while I will eat and watch football all day, which is, I guess, a normal Sunday. But anyway, let's get into the player <laughs> analysis. Like I said, nobody on by. So we have some tough decisions. We're getting right into the thick of thin things for your fantasy playoffs. So these priority ads are going to be extremely important for you. So we'll start off just in general. We look down this list. You know, it's a crazy, a crazy week. Who is your highest priority? If you in a vacuum, who's your top guy you want? So my number one guy, I've said it before on this pod. I'm going to say it again, is Zay Jones. Zay Jones, wide receiver for the Jaguars. Currently rostered in about 19%. He just had his third game of the season with double-digit targets, coming off a great performance. This upcoming week, he he faces the Ravens, who are 25th in the league against wide receivers. And then after that, he's playing Detroit, who we all know is abysmal. They're actually the fourth worst team in the league against wide receivers, uh, fantasy purposes. So I like Zay Jones, a couple good matchups. Uh, I'm on the Jaguars hype train going forward. We've, we've kind of mentioned him a lot of times on the show. He's still a lot of times. Be, and he continues to be someone that keeps getting brought up. So I'm with you. I think Zay Jones is earning this this part in this offense. He's worth being talked about. He's only rostered 
in about 40% of leagues. So he 19, excuse me, I got mixed up with the next guy I was going to talk about. But he's very widely available, and he has that safe floor we always talk about in terms of that. Mm-hmm. So he, he's a great ad. I'm not sure he'd be my number one ad because I think there's somebody who has a little bit more upside at the wide receiver position. Oh, and for me, I'm sticking, I'm sticking with the Paris Campbell hype. I think the Colts are continuing to be a team that's going to have to throw the football a lot because their defense is not all that great. They're playing a little better with Jeff Saturday, which means maybe a little bit less. Crazy. But Mike, Paris Campbell, as we mentioned, I mentioned last week, every game with Matt Ryan these past few months, he's had at least six targets. Last week was his lowest target share, but he had six targets, five or seven, 67 yards. That's still a very safe floor in fantasy. Mm-hmm. And I don't trust that Ashton Doolin or Alec Pierce or this third option are going to continue to be involved. Paris Campbell has cemented himself as the two, maybe even one on this Colts offense. He's still lowly rostered at only 40%. So I'm completely in. I'm buying into Paris Campbell hype, and he's someone that I want to keep playing just the rest of the season because even if you ha- don't have the best matchup moving forward, he's going to be – they're going to be throwing the ball up because they're going to have to play from behind. So I think he's – oh, oh go ahead. Yeah, I'm happy you mentioned the worst matchup going forward because next week he's playing the Steelers. And as you probably know as a Steelers fan, the Steelers are the worst defense yeah. against fantasy wide receivers, yeah. allowing 29 points per game. So speaking of matchup, there we have it right on the lap. Yeah, especially you saw what T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd did against them last week. Joe Burrow ate him apart. And Matt Ryan, of course, no Joe Burrow. But this is a great matchup. Monday Night Football, I think Paris Campbell's going to have a very good game. And you can play him this coming week. I think Zay Jones has this maybe a safer floor, but Campbell has a, a much higher upside that I'm chasing at this point in the season, especially as we get towards the fantasy playoffs. The one thing to keep in mind, though, for the fantasy playoffs is he still has their buy. So the Colts still have a buy, so as you're chasing a playoff spot, that may be something to, to factor in. Another player I like that's also kind of, in my mind, targeted towards the playoffs is Donovan Peoples-Jones. So he finally scored a touchdown this past week. Um, he caught five of his six targets for 61 yards. Like I said, first touchdown. So I see a little positive regression in his future. But we'll also say he, we expect a quarterback upgrade yeah. for Donovan Peoples-Jones around week 13-ish. So, again, right around that playoff time. He's got some pretty okay matchups at Cincinnati, Baltimore, New Orleans. So I like that there. But I just see a lot of upside. I kind of want to get on him a little early. Um, but that's also to say he's coming off of his, I want to say, fifth, sixth consecutive game of 10-plus points. So, Safe floor there, like we talked about with Zay Jones. He's another one that you just, like you said, the quarterback upgrade is extremely intriguing. He's getting the work two straight weeks now, six or more targets. The other one was after before by only four. But the quarterback upgrade, good matchup from Florida. They've already had their buy, or should have had their buy as well. Kind of the similar situation as Paris Campbell, as they will have their buy coming up. But good matchups moving forward. I think Donovan Fields Jones, he's right up there with Campbell in terms of he's got that upside to really. Uh, change your, your roster moving forward. So I do like that. I think you have some really intriguing um, receiver options moving forward. Anyone outside of those three, we kind of highlight those as our top three. If you miss out on those, is there anybody who still piques your fancy that you want to talk about? Yeah, I'll say for the other wide receivers that are out there, um, I say Traylon Burks. Uh, something about the Tennessee offense, I am still a little hesitant. So like we said, these guys are a little bit lower than the other three. But Traylon Burks kind of came alive after missing all that time from being injured. There really hasn't been a wide receiver one for Tennessee, and he's looking like he could be. Caught eight of seven, caught seven of eight for 111 yards. You love to see that. Um, and maybe the touchdowns will come. I still 
I'm not holding my breath on touchdowns in this Tennessee offense. I feel like it's all, as always comes from the ground game, but I mean, that kind of yardage, that kind of targets love to see that. Yeah. I, I really like that upside. I've been stashing him in a couple leagues just to hold on to it. We talk about guys upside Burks may even have the highest upside just for what you said. He's going to be the number one on the offense, but how good is number one in Tennessee? We'll, we'll see. But <laughs> we'll see. if you've been holding him for as long as some people probably have and stashing him in the IR, the schedule is, Pretty good moving forward. You get through week 13 against the Eagles, but then you have Jacksonville, Chargers, Houston, Dallas in their fantasy playoffs, and Jacksonville in week 18 if you play week 18. Good mm-hmm. matchups for your fantasy playoff run. So I think Burks is right up there as a – maybe you don't start him right away because it's still working his way back. But if you get to that fantasy playoffs push, uh, there's a lot to like with him. And to wrap it up before – we, you know, I'll, I'm going to throw his name out there and I'm probably going to plug my nose as I say it. Julio Jones, he's only 17% rostered, but we're seeing right now the Buccaneers can't really get their run game going. I know they're making the switch from Leonard Fournette over to their backup, but Julio Jones past two weeks has gotten five more targets. He's gotten two touchdowns mm-hmm. in two in the last three weeks, so he's getting a little bit more involved. Evans and Godwin, of course, are still the lead, but you know they brought in Julio Jones for a reason. This is another, you don't start him right away, but I think there's still potential for Julio that he's at the bottom of the list. If you get all of these guys before you get Julio, but if you get desperate, <laughs> I think Julio Jones can be a, a fine pickup and someone you try and look at for fantasy class because in a similar situation, he's got Cleveland this coming week, and you got New Orleans, San Francisco, Cincinnati, Arizona, Carolina, and Atlanta. Good matchups in your fantasy playoffs again for Danny Tampa Bay receiver. Which makes Julio Jones, you know, probably more of a wide receiver three flex as peak at this point. But you know, you still you might need that. So I, I think there's some untapped upside for Julio Jones this season. Also, just last thing to add about Julio is if you're a little superstitious like me, uh, you can see that he's gotten touchdowns in all the even weeks. So week eight, he got a touchdown. Week ten, week eleven was his bye, but now here we are, week twelve. So he's due for a touchdown. Put in that prop. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's very that's very fair. I'm gonna I'll keep that in mind. Keep that yeah. in mind. So, yeah, we t- we mentioned those receivers, and this brings us kind of to some of the drop position before we move over to the running back position. Is there any borderline wide receivers? I and mean, we didn't fully. Is there anyone on the border in terms of rostership that you're at the point now where you want to drop for any of these targets? I know it's a, a little bit of a tough question, but. You know, Brandon you know, Cooks, we'll say. Where are you if dropping Brandon Cooks? Is there, would you drop him for any of these guys? Brandon Cooks. You know, I have someone else in mind. Let me actually take a Go quick peek. Uh, so I am getting ready to drop DJ Moore. If people haven't yet, I think DJ Moore is like really getting into that spot. He had the two weeks of magic, week seven, week eight. But since then, it's just been nothing but heartbreak. If you had to watch any of these Panthers games, I'm, I'm sorry, because they're just like, it's not that great football. And especially not from DJ Moore. Baker's just not looking at him. The PJ Walker magic is over. I was kind of hoping they were playing for the interim guy. And they kind of were, mm-hmm. but that magic has run out. So DJ Moore, if you're still holding on and you're between him and some lightning in the bottle, uh, I think you should you see if lightning strikes. Yeah, I'm at that point too. I've had him in a couple leagues where I've been going back and forth. There's one league where someone dropped him a few weeks ago. I'm like, I'm taking the upside. And he gave me like one good week. I'm like, okay, we did it. And now it's back to, okay, <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm still going to be stubborn about it and probably won't drop him. I'll probably drop Brandon Cooks for him because I'm stubborn and like to believe I'm right. But 
Yeah, I think you're at the point now, DJ Boar. There's a lot more upside with some of these names, especially, you know, Paris Campbell, uh, Traylon Burks has that upside. Zay Jones, if you need safety, I think they're all startable over DJ Jones at this point, especially because Steve Wilkes kind of came out today and says, I have no idea who's starting a quarterback for us. Now, is that gamemanship or what? <laughs> Either way, none of those three are options no I option trust good. moving forward, especially for your fantasy playoffs. So if you're not going to start – I think Darnold, like, I want to see Darnold at this point because maybe, like, he would just do something different. Maybe he, like, has the con- I He doesn't have the connection either with the guy. So, like, I yeah. don't know. We just need something. Like, we need something. And at this point, there's not too much to uh, to go off. So, we'll move over to the running back position where it's probably a little bit more uh, intrigue, especially with some of the news that came out today. I'm, I'm going to kick it off just because the biggest news to me in terms of fantasy is Melvin Gordon had just gotten released today as prior to us recording this from the Denver Broncos. So that opens up finally the Denver running back room to at least a little more clear. And Chase Edmonds is also bad on injury where I believe he's going to be out. I know I might be wrong. Did he get placed on IR? He's going to be out multiple weeks, but either way, there's not too many guys left outside of Latavius Murray, who's currently 24% rostered. So what are your thoughts on Latavius Murray? Is he the top priority for you in terms of running backs or is there anyone you like better? No, he's got to be. He's got to be the top priority. I mean, this is almost giving me shades of, to a lighter extent, to like the Kenneth Walker situation where everybody in front of him gets hurt or is gone, and then he's just the last one standing. And granted, you know, like Latavius Murray's 32 years old. He's not the the same as rookie sensation. But just being the guy alone, like uh, Foreman is a great example. Where it's like, yeah, he's had some good games. He's had some stinkers. But just like with the games where he was the guy, like now I think Blackshear is taking some spots too. But just being the guy, there's you can't hold a stick to it. Um, the only other person I'm seeing like healthy would be Marlon Mack, who is 26. He feels older than that. But he like hasn't taken a snap this year. Um, and I'm not too worried about him. Yeah, I wouldn't be too worried about Marlon Mack. He's gone through at least three different practice squads this season, so I yeah. can't see him making a, a major fantasy impact. But knowing how things go, that means that Marlon Mack's about to be a league winner for everyone. Because, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, how these back fails always work out. But in the past couple of weeks, you know, 14 carries in week eight, 17 carries this past week. So again, two touchdowns in the last three weeks. There's nobody to take those carries from, even when there were. Latavius Murray was more used last week than Melvin Gordon. He had more rush per snap. He had a higher percentage of rush share. Melvin Gordon had a little bit more of a target share, but Murray also got a 14% target share. Yes, that's yeah. against Vegas, but it's not like Wilson's not prone to dump it off to his running backs. He'll use Latavius Murray somewhat in the passing game moving forward, especially while Jerry Judy is still battling an injury. So I think there's a lot to like with Latavius Murray. If he's out there, I would completely agree with you. He is the number one priority for running backs and maybe number one priority overall in terms of the wave wire this week. So things we didn't expect to be saying at this point in week 12, but <laughs> week 12, <laughs> go get a Denver Bronco running back. And it's not Melvin Gordon or Javante Williams. It is Latavius Murray. And, and I'm looking at the a sleeper right now. He still has his saints uniform arm on. It looks like Latavius Murray. So <laughs> I think it just shows how relevant he has been. Yeah. It's just a, uh... It's crazy to think that. And like we said, when that move originally happened, I made a trade to get rid of Melvin Gordon. Now he's a side piece for it, but looking back on it, it's one of those things that make me look, pat myself on the back a little bit. Like, hey, maybe once <laughs> maybe job, once man. in a while you maybe once in a while you have a call that actually does make sense. So and I'm looking on the ESPN one right now and he's still in a Ravens uniform. So I don't think anyone even <laughs> yeah. And so playoff wise, uh, if he is Carolina this week, great matchup. He's gonna have a I think he'd have a huge game, especially as the lead back there. 
Then you got Baltimore, Kansas City, and Arizona the next three weeks after that. None of those matchups really scare me. I'm going to say that. None of those matchups mm-hmm. scare me. So I think Latavius Murray, you know, when you first said Kenneth Walker light, you kind of paused a little bit because of how good Kenneth Walker's been, but there's, there's some upside there. <laughs> I see the similarities. There's, the, I, I there's a little bit of similarities. <laughs> and especially as you try and get into yourself in the play, good playoff spot, the matchups are there. So, yeah, I, I'm all in on a Latavius Murray. Again, things I never thought I'd be saying. But so before we go – Continue the to... only downside for yep. Murray is just um, you have to worry that the Broncos' offense is just sucking the life force out of like scoring points. So that that's mm-hmm. just the only thing. That's, it seems like nobody can do well in the Broncos' office offense, but that's the only knock on him. I think he could change that. I think you can change that, especially with these matchups. Like so, you saw some shine, some shimmers of life at life within it this past week, even though they still lost. And but that was against Vegas. So is it really? <laughs> are they finally figuring out? Or it's Vegas. I'm going to go with the latter, but <laughs> either way, they're using their run game, however it's split up. And now it's just there's no option but to give Latavius Murray he's the, the, guy. the bulk of the work unless you decide that Marlon Mack is finally going to be something this year. But we'll move on from Latavius Murray. Obviously, we're both in. Go get him if you can. But outside of him, if you miss out on him or you don't have the fab that's going to take to get him or anything like that, who would be the next guy in terms of uh, priorities for running backs? Yeah, so number two, um, and this guy I was looking at, it looks like he's 51%, so maybe right over that 50% cut. But the alligator, Tyler Algier, um, he seems like he's splitting more and more carries with Cordell Patterson than, you know, maybe, I don't know, he's the rookie, right? So we weren't sure how much time he was going to get, but it's looking like he's getting some serious time. Uh, He's going against the Commanders next week, who are surprisingly the seventh best against running backs, but... um, I just like what I'm seeing with Tyler Algier. He's getting a 55% snap count. He had uh, eight attempts on the ground for 55 yards. He's getting targeted. Granted, it was one, but uh, he caught it better than his week 10 performance. We had negative 17 passing yards. So I like to see that improvement. Like I said, and the, the past two weeks, Tyler Algier is actually out snapping Cordell Patterson in both weeks. Crazy. While Patterson's still getting the carries, which it's kind of shocking because Patterson did have that multi touchdown game one of those weeks yet they're still keeping Tyler Algier involved so uh but the matchup's not fully there but he's gonna be involved we know we talked about all season that Arthur Smith just likes to run the ball down people's throats he does not like to give the ball put the ball in Marcus Murray's hands and that's gonna be added to by the fact that Kyle Pitts just got placed on IR earlier this week as well so they already don't like throwing the ball and now take away their best pass catcher or supposed to be their best catcher pass catcher even though they weren't really using him so so, so, yeah, that's going to be a lot of running. That's going to Tyler Algier. And before we get on to that, congrats your Kyle Pitts takes of dropping him. Yeah, you're good. starting <laughs> to be right. It may take an injury, but, yeah, you're kind of a – He would have been injured. my number one over DJ Moore, but he got injured. So it's like if he's going on IR anyways, if you have the IR spot, definitely, sure, why not? There's no harm. But if you don't, like, this should remove any and all hesitation. Completely agree. It's just a crazy, crazy waste of a talent. With Kyle Pitts, but hey, we're not. This isn't the Kyle Pitts show. It was at one point, but he's on IR, so we have no other reason to talk about him. The other running back that I want to mention, and it's more of a, you know, a cautionary tale, but also a monitor is Samaj P. Ryan. He's nine percent rostered, and he just came off a three touchdown game. So there's a lot to like there, and he was very involved in the passing game. He got ten percent target share, three touchdowns, but that was because Joe Mixon left with a concussion. 
we know how concussion protocol has been this season and some people are able to clear it fairly quickly. Some people, it's going to take them a little bit longer. We've seen when players go into that, it's more and more likely they're going to miss at least one week at this point, just how long it takes to clear the new protocols, which mm-hmm. by all means, if it makes it, make it sit safer, go for it. But in terms of fantasy, that means that Samaj P. Ryan is due for a possible week as the lead running back coming up this week. And, oh, by the way, they play the Tennessee Titans. They've been pretty good get a little bit better against the run, but it's still not a defense that exactly scares me. So monitor us closely. If if Joe Mixon gets uh, ruled out fairly early, Samaj P. Ryan becomes a must-play and probably the best running back for this week of these three. Op- actually, maybe, maybe still behind Murray, but right up there with Murray for this week. But, you know, it's, he's at the bottom of the list just because of how uncertain we are about whether Joe Mixon's going to miss time. If Mixon misses doesn't miss any time then P Ryan's just another handcuff you stash at this point in the postseason still because it's the playoffs and you saw the upside he can have if he gets the lead back role that you want. yeah P Ryan reminds me a little bit I made the uh comparison earlier to Kenneth Walker so now here's another like microchasm of a comparison but I'd say P Ryan kind of has those Pollard vibes right where it's yeah. like listen Zeke granted Pollard may be a little startable with Zeke but if uh the main guy misses time like I really like P Ryan to step in Shown he's known the offense, I think he'd really do well. So keep an eye closely on the health of this locker room. Yes, monitor it closely. If you miss out on any of these backs and P. Ryan's out there, go get him just as a, a, lottery, a lottery shot at this point in the season if you have bench space, especially if you're stashing a Kyle Pitts or somebody on IR after this coming week. So monitor it and potentially get a big week coming up if uh, Mixon misses any time. Are there any other running backs that are worth mentioning? I think that. That kind of hits the nail on the head for, for this point right now. No, that's that hits the nail on the head. No other running backs. Um, and the only running back I'd say I'm getting ready to drop him, actually, kind of on the flip side, maybe is Cam Akers. Because I saw Cam Akers. I don't know how much usage he got. What did he have? He had 14 carries for 61 yards. Not too bad. 39% of the snap count. I'll say maybe he could be worth it um just based on i know i've seen him dropped in a couple of leagues i'm in because the initial manager like got sick of playing the game with him so i'm not sure what his roster percentage is but i'll say cam makers would just be like the last little sprinkle in there yep i'll agree with you that i i'm just done with that offense almost as a whole at this point it's been uh, <laughs> it's been rough it's them and yeah it's just not, not something i really am interested in at any point it's just been a a rough, sad season for Los Angeles Rams fans, but yeah, if he, if he's still if you're still stashing him for some reason, there's a lot more upside even in a Latavius Murray. Again, things you never thought you'd be saying in Week Twelve. <laughs> go drop Cam Akers for Latavius Murray. So Crazy. That's gonna do it for the running back position. We'll move over to the tight ends because there are some intriguing names. It's not as important in terms of streaming this week, like you said, because there are no teams on by. But you may also have just lost a Kyle Pitts, or you may. You're getting tired of playing some of the, been playing the waiver wire all season at that position. So, if you have and you're looking for someone for this coming week, is there anybody who stands out for you? Yeah. So, number one that I'm looking at would be Juwan Johnson. Uh, I know at the beginning of the year, at least the last couple of weeks, uh, Taysom Hill maybe was like the exciting tight end to own from the Saints. But Juwan Johnson actually has had three straight games of 12 plus points, which is crazy. I had no idea of it. Uh, I feel like if Cole come like it kind of reminds me of Cole Komet where he was just getting all those touchdowns and it took a few too many weeks before people caught on. Like 
he should have been rostered. And so same thing with Juwan Johnson, a touchdown in three straight games. Um, he's getting his targets kind of have varied, but his snap percentage is there, 75%, 66, and 63. So in the wasteland of tight ends, I think he's worth a flyer. Yeah, I'd agree. I think it's been a it's been a fun stretch for Juwan Johnson. It's another team that they're missing so many receiving targets that he's getting a huge benefactor of it. So I'm all in on that. I'm going to keep saying what I've been saying about the Saints. I wonder if a quarterback change comes anytime soon. But either way, I think they still find a way to keep involved. And for similar reasons, I'm interested in Austin Hooper moving forward. Mm-hmm. Past two, he hit two touchdowns this past week in the game in their loss to the Packers. The week prior to that, he had seven targets, so he's getting involved. We mentioned why we like Traylon Burks because he can be the number one target in this offense. Austin Hooper has that potential. He still doesn't have as much upside, but it's a team that's going to want to throw the ball when they can if they are down by a lot, which they have done a little bit this season. So I think if you're desperate for tight end, Austin Hooper coming off a two touchdown game coming up against, I believe a good matchup this this week moving forward. So I think that uh, Hooper can be a very solid play as well. Definitely agree. Um, coming off that two-touchdown game. And we did talk about this with Burks, but great playoff schedule. He's got Jacksonville, Chargers, Houston, Dallas to finish it up in Week 17. That's a little bit tougher, but he'll, he'll get you there. He'll get you there. He'll get you there, and you do what you always do at tight end. If you don't have one of your elite guys like a Travis Kelsey, you stream at position – <laughs> as much as you can so yeah. until you find like those solid consistent players but if you're at the back end of tight end somewhere in that seven to ten range you're going to be playing this guy at some point they've been you know, there's never a, a, a solid answer outside of the uh, few elite options mm-hmm. so we'll move over to the quarterback position just to try and wrap it up in terms of streamers you said it's not as important this coming week because of the no buys but you may be at a point where you're tired of playing the Tom Brady's, the world, the Aaron Rodgers, the world, Russell Wilson's, or you, you know, you may lose Justin Fields. So you've been streaming because of his potential injury. So if you are needing a quarterback this coming week, does anybody jump off the page in you in terms of a, a streaming option? Yeah, I'm looking, uh, we've talked so much about Tennessee, the pass catchers. Why not mention the quarterback, right? Ryan Tannehill looks like he is rostered in a majority of leagues, but uh, I kind of like in the matchup against Cincinnati and we are just talking about how we think they're going to be throwing the ball more. Someone's got to throw the ball. Uh, he's had two straight weeks of 19 points. I feel like that was quietly happening. So I kind of like Ryan Tanhill, depending on his roster percentage. You may already be owned in a league. Yeah, I think Ryan Tanhill could be a sneaker. He's even probably more more under radar than the name I was probably going to bring up. I'll go with uh, Russell Wilson. He's on, uh, he's kind of on that 50% border, but. So we saw some signs of life this past week in their game against Vegas. They played the Carolina Panthers, who may be the only defense in the league that's actually worse than the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> and guess what? They just lost their starting running back for releasing him or an injury. So with the amount of injuries to the backfield, they might have to air the ball out a little bit more. Maybe Jerry Judy gets a little bit healthier and can play this week. Uh, I think there's a lot to like there. So if all the pieces come together right, while they still want to run the ball with Murray, that means a potential good game because of the injuries and because of the possible ineffectiveness in the backfield, which means Russell Wilson's going to have to throw the ball 25, 30 times. And you saw this past week, there's still something in there. It's not a high upside, but it can put up a solid floor, which you may need at this point, especially uh, if you're desperate at quarterback and you lost Justin Fields. 
Yeah, you know what? I think I got one more in there. Um, we kind of talked about piling on against Pittsburgh. So I'll say Matt Ryan. He's coming off yeah. a pretty bad game, but that's against the Eagles, who we talked about is one of the better secondaries in the NFL. Um, he did have the 22 points against the Raiders. We already talked about it's like the Vegas bump. But against Pittsburgh, who's had a pretty bad defense, um, TJ Watt is back. But I feel like this offense kind of has enough pieces. I can see Matt Ryan being a pretty solid option. How dare you? <laughs> no, you, you're right. The Steelers defense is able to be picked apart at times. So if you are desperate, probably more in a quarterback, two quarterback league, but Matt Ryan could be a solid play. We saw them pick off Burrow twice. So maybe, you know, Matt Ryan was a, a pretty nice downgrade from Joe Burrow. Like, but uh, I think there's still some, there's still some things to like there. He's better than Andy Dalton. So yeah. he's in that range where Dalton was terrible. Burrow was great. There's somewhere in the middle ground where Ryan can, I would go either way, and I think he can have a, you know, another solid floor sort of game. Yeah. Um, when I mentioned um, when I mentioned Tannehill, and you're like, and you mentioned someone a little bit deeper, I had to dig even then deeper to prove, like, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not just saying someone. It's like this guy's roster in 70 percent of leagues, but like, so <laughs> there we go. Good call, good call. I think we have some uh, some intriguing names, especially if you're in a two quarterback league at this point, or even riding the Joe uh, Justin Fields hot streak where. Now he may be missing time. I love his uh, timetable today. Was uh, he's day to day, but it didn't rule out him missing the rest of the season. Oh so, my god! Shrug your shoulders. Hopefully he isn't. I, I'm personally haven't awesome had prayers. him in my leagues, but it, he's been a lot of fun to watch. And I know our our Discord is a little livelier when uh, Justin Fields is playing well. So I'm all I'm all in, in hoping for that. Hoping. So, We'll wrap it up in terms of with the position players and head over to our defenses. Is there any sort of streamer? I'll, I'll kick it off in terms of a, kind of countering your uh, Matt Ryan love. The Steelers defense has had its moments and they kind of haven't been used as much because they were missing TJ Watt. The Colts offense hasn't exactly been great this season. And I think there's potential for some turnovers against uh against Matt Ryan. So while he can be a good streamer, I think he'd also have one of those blow up games would make the Steelers defense uh, an intriguing streamer this coming week. And you know what? I do have one streamer. I think, yeah, great points about that. I got um, the Dolphins if they're open in your league because yeah. they're going against Houston. And speaking of quarterbacks, con you know, we don't know who the starter is going to be. Uh, I believe Lovey Smith came out today and said that, you know, he's not sure who's going to be the starting quarterback for Houston. Like there may be changes on the mm -hmm. table. So Kind of like that is a little sleeper pick. It looks like they're available in a good chunk of leagues. Yeah, that one's a really good call. They're probably – they might even be better in terms of a play than the Steelers, who are currently 28% rostered on Yahoo, or on ESPN. The Dolphins are 32%. So both widely available and both have matchups which you can potentially take advantage of. So a lot to like this coming week. So any final thoughts before we head into this uh, Thanksgiving week? No, I mean, just remember to pace yourself on Turkey Day. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Uh, but that's it. I mean, otherwise, happy harvest to you and yours. Yes, have a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy the food. Enjoy the football. Hopefully, we have some more entertaining games than I feel like we have in the past few years. I feel like a couple times it's been a pretty blowout. But, yeah, the Lions actually playing good football against the Bills. Maybe that's good. The Cowboys-Giants is going to be an incredible game between two pretty evenly matched teams at this point in the season. And mm -hmm. Patriots Vikings on Sunday, on Thursday night. You never know. So I think we are in for some good football and, as always, some good food. So best of luck for your waiver wire ads this week. As always, if you have any questions, you can find me on Twitter at Cal underscore Elslager. You can find Mario on Twitter at 
something. Mar- yes, at Mario Omo Jr. Uh, on Twitter, you can also find me at Not A Comp Podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Not A Competition, um, where I break down just other against the spreads, um, just fantasy teams, and just other kind of fantasy nonsense. Check it out. And and you can get a little more in depth look at some of these names and more. And with AJ's weekly wave wire column, he'll have that up by the time you're listening to this podcast. You go to QBList.com and you'll find the wave wire priorities article. It's a great resource to use as you make these bids. And he'll have a little more in depth look at some of these players. So, and as always, join the Discord. We're at this point in the season now where the question to be plenty of these starts, these wave wire decisions are going to make a big difference in terms of making the playoffs seeding. So it's always, it can never hurts to have a second hand giving you some advice. So you go to QBList or, P, or PitcherList.com, you join, click join PL Plus, and you'll have access to the entire staff and can talk football, baseball, whatever you want with us at any time. So great community of people. It's a lot of fun. I tr- always enjoy uh, spending time in there on Sundays as I'm watching the games. So like I said, best of luck this coming week for your games, and we'll see you next week. Peace.